0: Welcome to the show. Today I want to begin a new series uh, in light of the Advent Christmas season. Uh, This is not a financial series, so today we won't be talking about investments or retirement or Social Security or any of those exciting types of things. But today and over the next few weeks, I want to present to you a summary of a book. And the book is Finding Peace in Life Storms. And Finding Peace in Life Storms was written in 2012 by my wife and I in response to a series of trials that we had going on in our life. And in lieu of the season, I just want to review that and really present to you a Cliff Notes version of the book. as a hope to encourage you for anybody who's going through a difficult time. But when the book came about, we were both having a difficult time. A lot of circumstances surrounded us, a lot of trials. I'll talk more about those things during the course of the series but for me personally I'd reached a breaking point point. and something really needed to change. Um, my day was filled with a lot of worry a lot of worry about what was going on in our life, a lot of pain a lot of physical pain from just not feeling very well uh, a lot of frustration about what was happening to us and almost as if we we're being punished. Um, my stomach was always in knots, didn't really sleep very well You know, i wake up in the middle of the night, couldn't go back to sleep, start thinking about things, and really I was having a hard time at work, uh, just focusing. Uh, But everything was really affecting my health, and I really knew that something needed to change. So I decided what I really needed to do was to look at Scripture. You know, look at what God says about trials, suffering, uh, anxiety, worry, all these different things, and really study it. Uh, I don't know that I'd ever really done that. Uh, I'd certainly done bits and pieces of that through the course of my life, but I really felt like that the Word from God would really make the difference for me, because something really needs to change. It, my health was being affected, uh, my day wasn't very enjoyable anymore, and we just had so many things coming against us uh, day to day, it just was overwhelming. Um, but i really wanted to turn to scripture i wanted to look at it really see what god's plan for us was in the midst of our trials i wanted to understand things like casting your cares you know i've heard casting your cares since i was a little child i'm not really sure that i knew what that meant you know what what does that mean what does it look like and when we cast our cares does that mean that we just don't worry about anything does that mean that when things come against us we just don't really fret about it uh, god's going to take care of it um, what, what does that mean? What does it look like? I, I, don't, I don't know that I really ever truly understood what casting your cares mean, what it means, what it means to us, how we're supposed to respond to our trials, and those were the things that I really wanted to look into and really just get some wisdom from God's Word and really felt like that would really help me. Now we had a lot of problems going on at the time, and again, I'll talk more about those things over the course of the series. And I was really dwelling on them, but the, but the biggest problem that I had was one that I really don't know that I understood at the time. And the problem is that God made me a certain way. I have certain DNA, and it's a DNA that all Wilsons have. Uh, so if you meet my parents, my brother, my sister, we all have the same kind of quality, and that is that we are fixers. Um, you may be a fixer, you may be married to a fixer, you may be friends with a fixer, but fixers are different people. And what we do every day is we get up, we go out into the world, and we look for problems to solve. And sometimes that's conscious, sometimes it's not conscious, but we basically just go around every day, and when we see things that we want to solve or change, we get involved. And fixers can be a, a very positive force in society. There's a, they do a lot of good, help a lot of people, a lot of people benefit from that type of quality, but it also can be very annoying because fixers don't really have to be invo- uh, invited to be involved. They typically will be proactive. They typically will step into situations. Sometimes they don't need to, and sometimes they can make it worse, and that's really the life of a fixer. And You know, this idea of casting your cares is just a foreign concept to a fixer this idea that you just kind of have a don't worry be happy type of attitude whenever things come against you it's just it, it, it's just it's almost like a foreign language I mean you just casting your cares almost as a sign of weakness to a fixer uh, a lot of people um, who know that I've written a book that I've been book to ask me you know how did you write the book I've always wanted to write a book about whatever And what I usually answer to them is that I never intended to write a book. I didn't set out to write a book. Uh, I never really envisioned that. I never really envisioned teaching at churches on the subjects. Um, Never really envisioned having a website uh, to encourage people. Really at the time, what I was trying to do was to solve a problem. Always the fixer, but I was trying to improve my ability to deal with trials, to deal with this frustration, to deal with this worry, to deal with the pain, um, the various things that were going on in our life. And while I didn't necessarily realize that the problem was that I was really a fixer, it wasn't necessarily the things going on around me, the initial motivation was that I just really wanted to turn to Scripture and understand what God said about these things and hope that I could obtain some wisdom that would help me. Now. If you ever if you are a fixer or you're married to a fixer and you want to torture them, give them a problem that they cannot solve. There's absolutely nothing worse to a fixer than a problem that you cannot solve. you cannot solve And that's really where the difficulty lies for me at least. Uh, my anxiety was not necessarily the circumstances going on around me and that was part of it. But what it really was, was not really knowing how to fix it. And being a fixer, when you have all these things coming against you and you're not able to fix them, uh, it's pretty tough. It's overwhelming. It, it's, it's what causes you to worry just nonstop. It's what changes your health. It's what affects you so much. Uh, fixers take a lot of pride in being able to fix problems. They're, they're willing to get involved uh... when they see an injustice or something that needs to change they're willing to get involved and change that a lot of people are not um... but they are willing to do that however when you can't fix something it is very difficult for the fixer you know that confidence that you have in being able to fix uh, a problem um, it really wears on you now in my own life there's there's some pros and cons to being a fixer certainly professionally uh, there's a, a lot of positives. In fact, the most important trait that I have in my business profession is that I am a fixer. Uh, God made me that way, and that's probably one of the reasons why I was led to be an advisor. Um, because basically, what my day looks like is that people come to me with problems. They come to me with problems that need to be fixed. Maybe they need to send a child to college, maybe they're going through a divorce, someone died. Um, they need to retire or something. They need. They have a problem that they need to fix, and my job is to assess their situation, provide recommendations on how to solve those, and and help them solve them. So being a fixer is pretty important to my profession. But there's some other areas in my life that it's not so helpful, and one of them is my in my marriage, and. I wish I had a dollar for every time that my wife told me to be quiet and listen. Because listening is not one of the great skills of a fixer. Um, Fixers tend to assess things very quickly, they offer solutions very quickly, when quite often the other person just wants you to listen. And I can think of so many times during the course of my marriage that my wife and I would be talking about the children or something going on, and she was giving me some details and I was blurting out solutions. And you almost can't help it when you're a fixer. And I can recall so many times her telling me, you know, be quiet, you're not listening, you don't understand. I'm like, Of course I understand. I just solved your problem. I don't need any more details. And, you know, that's that's something that a fixer struggles with. But spiritually what, what they really struggle with is this idea of casting your cares. This idea of trusting God for the things that happen in your life trusting God for solutions. Fixers just have a real hard time stepping back and allowing God to, do, to be God. And that's probably the biggest struggle that people have in this area and that is spiritually. Um, the confidence they have in fixing while stepping back and allowing God uh, to guide them and lead them is just, it, it, it's just very confusing. In fact, I've always kind of felt like those people that weren't really bothered by what was going on in their life, that casted their cares, that, that were always the people that I always had to fix the things for. They were always the ones that, sure, it didn't bother them, they didn't have to deal with it. I did. And I've always kind of seen that as a sign of weakness, and this was a big area of growth for me to begin to understand what God's, uh, God's, what the, what God's Word said, basically, about this subject. But things needed to change, life was pretty tough for us, and I was really struggling, so I decided that I really needed to devote some time to the Word. And so I got on iTunes, I downloaded podcasts on the subjects, uh, pulled a lot of sermons teaching from people like Joyce Meyer and Charles Stanley and just a lot of people, Uh, all, all kinds of resources for free on iTunes, also got on Amazon. Found a lot of books on the subject. Some from authors that you've heard from, some from authors that you've never heard from. Uh, the great thing about Amazon is you can buy a bunch of books for a dollar. And so I decided that I would take a little bit of time every day and study. And I began to take notes. So I just immerse myself in the material, uh, immerse myself in the uh, in the reading and and the study and the scriptures that were mentioned by whoever was teaching. Um, and what I noticed was almost immediately things changed. Things got a little better. My health got a little bit better. My stomach felt a little bit better. I slept a little bit better at night. Um, however, things really had not improved, so the circumstances had not improved. And that was very surprising to me. Um, it's a little embarrassing that it was, but I realized at that time the power of what I was studying. Um, my circumstances had not gotten better, but things had gotten better, or at least the way I was dealing with them had gotten better. And that was surprising. I had expected to find some solutions in God's Word, but I didn't, necess- I didn't necessarily expect it to change me so much. I felt like those solutions would be helpful in dealing with life and the things that I was going on to, but really that's the point in which we decided to turn it into a book. It started out with just a study exercise, a bunch of notes, and then we decided to turn it into a book to share with our friends and family. Knowing that every, you know a lot of people have had difficult times, a lot worse than we have, a lot less than we have. But everybody has to learn how to deal with these things. And with that, let's go to break and we'll come back and continue the discussion.